Welcome to the Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like went through and mapped out your entire week that you were awake of like what you're doing um, and wrote it in like one hour blocks or something like you will be very surprised at how not busy you are. You just you just become busy with like stupid stuff. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information and help you sit through all the noise. Like commitment is so underrated. Like if you want anything, if you want any anything in life, any progress whatsoever, like you just got to commit to it. Like that's just, that's the fact. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness with Ryan and Tyler. What's up, everyone? Episode 106 coming at you today. Not nearly the backdrop uh, that we would have liked to have had. I think ideally we would have had multiple episodes with that beautiful backdrop if you tuned in to last week's episode. And in fact, we did have multiple episodes with that backdrop. However, uh, today's episode is actually going to be a little re-record yeah, uh, from a from a lost episode that we actually recorded prior to uh, the one that got posted last week because the audio was a little little fudged up. Yeah, I'm trying, to pull, I'm trying to pull back on the swearing a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So, but. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it didn't didn't work out. We had it recorded. One of our better episodes. A couple of hilarious moments on there. That yeah. uh, I'm just gonna be honest with you. This re-record is not gonna be as good as the original. It just is what it is. It's no. Just, this is, gonna, this is going to be Space Jam 2, not Terminator 2. You know what I mean? It's not going to be better <laughs> than the original, but we're going we're gonna to give it hell. We're going to try know? our we're best. Gonna, we're going to try, but uh, re-recording last week's, uh, we dove in on some different questions, some really good questions. It was actually the, <laughs> the original episode 105. That's why if you listened to last week's 105, we were saying 106. Yeah. Uh, because at the time, that was, that was planned to be. But we are back. Sitting here in the office in Leechburg, not nearly as cool as our uh, hotel view in in uh, Indianapolis last week, but uh, nonetheless, we're here. We're gonna bang out those questions again because they were good ones, and we had good answers. Uh, a couple quick, I guess, things. We have um, nutrition group coming up Monday yeah. for Leechburg at six. In a couple days here, we got Cheswick's next Thursday. I think also at six. Yep. Uh, and then Catania uh, is coming up on June the 6th. So our second go round on these nutrition groups, make sure you're hopping in all of these. It's, it's meant to be constant reminders, constant reinforcement, constant new ideas, new education, uh, accountability on a monthly basis. So uh, if you attended the first one, make sure you register again for the second one re-answer those questions about how you've been doing, uh, what's been going well, what's been a struggle. If you didn't attend the first one, it doesn't matter. You can hop in wherever you can. So hop in on this one if you missed out uh, for some helpful info. So those are coming up. Appreciate everybody that came out to kickball for Leechburg last Saturday. Oh, yeah. It was hot. It was hot. It seemed like it was a good good little time out there. So shout out to everybody that came to that. Uh, We are in the planning stages of another member picnic here. 
Um, now we'll have all three clubs, but we're going to have some polls coming out about, you know, days of the week and times and all that stuff. So we're going to do another little member picnic. That was a hell of a time last year. Yeah, it was good. You were manning the grill. You were getting to work out there. So I'm, I'm uh, ready. Good, good time. So stay on the lookout for that. We're going to get a couple other charity type workouts like that Katanning 80s workout was a blast. So we're going to keep those on the schedule uh, as much as possible. So as always, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff, a lot of lot helpful of stuff. stuff coming up. So make sure you you get in on that, take full advantage, get the most out of your membership, really. You know, get get the most out of what we're trying to do here. And I almost, almost forgot. We, re, we record this episode as double platinum. Oh, yeah. We, we come to you as double platinum. If I would have thought ahead, there's actually – two medals in the filing cabinet here in Leechburg Dang. from back in the day when this club was club platinum in its early years. Um, probably, probably five, six years ago. Those are from, but we're back baby club platinum for both Leechburg and Cheswick, which is the best of the best top 100 uh, the top 100 anytime fitness locations in the U S and Canada, which there are over 2,500 of those. Um, <laughs> so couldn't be more proud of the team. Couldn't be more thankful of the members for that. Uh, you know, we, we've answered it in the comments, but a couple of people asked kind of how you get to be that. Uh, and it's based on some different stuff. It's based on some different uh, business metrics. It's based on um, your members and how long they stay, you know, your, your membership turnover. It's based on surveys, customer satisfaction, feedback and surveys. So a lot of different elements going into that. Uh, and we're dominating. Crushing. And Leechburg, two of the top 100 and just for the record hammer down katanning wasn't eligible because uh, this is based on the year 2021 you have to be open for a full year before you're eligible katanning opened in the middle of october so we're two for two katanning wasn't eligible but uh again couldn't be more proud of the squad couldn't be more thankful of the members uh, and speaking of we're going to dive into these questions from our members take it away let's hit it all right question number one it's coming from Dallas in Katanning. What are some of the best stretches and exercises to help with the lower back? Um, this is something we've talked about before, um, you know, and I, I don't remember what episode it was in, but we've definitely talked about it a handful of times. But just to kind of reiterate, um, low back uh, issues are kind of tricky in a way. Um, if it's a muscular based issue, it's most likely not your lower back, it's probably going to be uh, an issue revolving around your hips or something in the upper back region or something along those lines. If it is a like skeletal issue, a bone issue, then obviously we understand back pain at that point. Uh, and we are not the people to talk to on it. Uh, but if it's a muscular based issue, all right, some of the best things to do are to work on your hips and work on um, increasing the mobility and movement in your hips. Um, 90-90s, uh, which Dallas and I talk about all the time whenever I'm with him in the A of functional mobility, um, pigeon stretches, um, working on the piriformis muscle, uh, which kind of is in the glute region. Um, things like that are extremely beneficial to help out with low back pain and tightness and things along those lines. Um, you can also go through 
and do some things within like the front side of the hips, which hip flexors, um, the psoas muscle, things along those lines as well. Those can also be extremely tight, causing some discomfort within the hip region, but it's actually being shown uh, in pain in the low back. That was weird. I don't know. My kid. Maybe. All right. That was interesting. Um, but that's where I would personally start is looking at the hips and working on improving the mobility within the hips. And typically with everyone I've worked with, they tend to find some, uh, some results there. Yeah. So again, this episode last week was so good. So much better than what this it, is. Yeah, it really was. And our boys under the weather here. So yeah. uh, I'll just basically uh, pile on to what he just said. So uh, for most people, issues with the back are not in the back. Um, so what you're going to want to do to help kind of help your back feel better or strengthen your back or, or prevent it, uh, bulletproof it for the future, uh, is basically what, what Tyler was saying there. Stretch out hip flexors, stretch out quads, stretch out hamstrings, uh, get the hips moving better, uh, strengthen up the glutes, strengthen up the core. Uh, and all that stuff together uh, can kind of help bulletproof the back there. So very rarely is the back pain or tightness related to the back. And even if it is, like even if a disc is like getting pulled out of alignment, it's because all that other stuff is tight uh, or not doing what it's supposed to be doing anyway. So yeah. even if you do have to get something like manually fixed by like a chiropractor or, or a surgery or an injection, yeah. or, I don't know, whatever those things are still going to be uh, really important after the fact. So uh, if it's something serious, disc related, we don't know shit. Go talk to a doctor. (laughs) This is two idiots. But before, during, or after back tightness and and issues are usually related to those things. Uh, So stretch the hip flexors, stretch the hamstrings, stretch the quads, strengthen the core, strengthen the glutes. You'll be good to go and do it consistently yeah all the time do it consistently because if you if you do it for like a week and you feel better and then stop like your back pain is going to be back in a couple days like yeah yeah. and and we talked about that when we when we first you know on all our mobility episodes and and also with the uh, functional mobility sessions is you do get like an acute effect right after you do that stuff but goes right back to how it was yeah so it's that repetition that that consistency that leads to true relief and, and feeling good all the time. So question number two, and, and multiple people had that question. So I think we credited that one to Dallas. But yeah, Jen but we've had, had question as well. Ask so it. great question and, and related to a great question. We need more questions. So, Oh, actually, we got a question. You today. guys are holding back a little bit when we when, when I tag you and all these things. There's no dumb questions. Everybody probably has the same question or the same wondering about the same thing. So not only will your question probably help you get the answer, but uh, it'll probably help inform some others as well. So keep those questions coming. Uh, Makes our life a lot easier trying to record these. And uh, I think it makes sure we are talking about the things that you are interested in. So with that being said, question two, and I'll I'll take over on this one so you can rest your throat. I wanted you to tee that up. Oh, you want me? Okay, I got you. Can read it. I got you. Can read it. I got it. All right. Question two is: What is the optimal way to gain muscle? And this one's coming from Felicity in Katanning, 
who is a 16-year-old girl who's been actually absolutely crushing it. She comes in the gym every single day. She came down to the Cheswick outdoor workout. Like great name, by the way. All sorts of stuff. Like really cool name, really cool person. It's like Francisco. Um, yeah. <laughs> You, you kept that too. That was yeah, the same joke you see, had last week. Yeah, There's a couple jokes that really landed last week. That yeah. You can't try to duplicate, but I, I had to come back. With yeah, that. no, I like it. Great. Name. Um, but this is a really important question, though, because this is what a lot of people do kind of think about, you know, when they're coming in. Like, what is the best way to gain muscle? So, okay. So, here's the it. best way uh, in general. So, first and foremost, you have to be eating enough food and enough protein. Uh, to, to facilitate that. A lot of times what happens with people is they try to do, and we've talked about this before, they try to do everything uh, all at once. So they're eating for fat loss, but they're wanting to build muscle. And unless you're like brand new, have never worked out a day in your life, uh, or unless you're using some chemical enhancements, oh. you're, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, so you, you do have to kind of pick one main focus so if our focus is all right we want to gain muscle we need to be eating more calories than we're burning on a daily basis all right so and this is i believe uh, got talked about in those first nutrition meetings with bmr mm -hmm. it's your resting metabolism so it's how much how many calories your body's just burning sitting there doing absolutely nothing on a daily basis and then you have to add in your activity level there's different multipliers uh, depending on how physical your job is, how much we're working out, are we playing a sport? What are we doing on a daily basis? And you need to be eating a little bit above that. So you need to be giving your body more than enough fuel on a daily basis to be able to build muscle. And then uh, from a workout perspective, you're generally going to want to work out in the eight to 12 rep range. You're going to want to prioritize some compound movements. Um, so compound movements being those that use multiple joints, multiple muscle groups, um, bench presses, squats, deadlifts, uh, rows, pull-ups, like different, you know, those are kind of the main ones there. Uh, you're going to want to focus on those and you're going to want to make sure you're not working out too much or doing too much volume, volume being like the number of reps and sets and workouts and, and exercises that you're doing on a weekly basis. Because a lot of times when people want to build muscle, they think I just need to lift more and more and more and more and more. And that makes it very difficult to recover from. That also increases the amount of calories you need to be in a surplus still because you're burning more calories now on a weekly basis. Um, so you just want to hit the basics. You don't want to overdo it. Uh, you Just like with, with fat loss, a lot of it comes down to nutrition. So you just want to get in there and do enough to stimulate the muscle and and you know, get it to want to grow and get stronger, but, you know, not overdo it to the point where you're annihilated that you can't, uh, you can't recover from it. You can't build muscle. So like eight time, Mr. Olympia Lee Haney said, stimulate, mm. not annihilate. So get in there, get enough lifting in that eight to 12 rep range, uh, trying to increase the amount of weight you're using over time. So in that eight to 12, the next week you do, if you got 12 reps with 20 pound dumbbells, the next week, let's bump it up to 25s or 30s, as long as we can still get to eight reps at least. So you want to make that progress over time. So in a nutshell, uh, that is the optimal way to gain muscle. Eat more than enough calories on a daily basis. You know, not an absurd amount that we're putting on a lot of body fat as we gain muscle, but uh, a little bit more than what you're burning on a daily basis. Uh, lift consistently three, four days a week. Um a lot of compound movements, 
a lot of eight to 12 rep range, trying to increase weights week after week uh, is really the, the best way to go about it. Not overdoing cardio. You can still do some cardio. You don't have to completely avoid it, you know, but you can, you can still do that. Uh, just don't do so much again that you're then requiring your body to eat even more calories and make it harder to recover from. So the common ways people don't build muscle, not eating enough, like they're eating to lose fat basically. Mm. So they're, they're in a, they're in a deficit, not a surplus. And uh, they're just working out too damn much, too many reps, too many sets, too many exercises, too many workouts uh, that they can't actually recover and build muscle. So bada boom. A second that. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Third question, which is a really good question. Even if someone works out all the time, why does body mass index still say they are overweight slash obese? All right. And this is coming from uh, Macy up in containing as well. And uh, this is a, yeah, this is a really good question. Cause I do think that a lot of people, um, you know, kind of think this sometimes, um, so BMI body mass index is a, a very skewed and outdated system, but the reality is it's, it's really meant for kind of like sedentary individuals. Like if you're sedentary, then BMI is a great, uh, way to kind of monitor, uh, where you are in terms of your health and so forth. Um, so people who are sedentary typically don't have as much lean body mass and muscle mass on them and things along those lines. So it kind of helps to, uh, you know, understand where they are with their health. Um, but in terms of like why it says you're still overweight slash obese, it's because you have muscle on you, uh, you know, and, and I think it was like two or three episodes ago, you know, we, we had our props with the, the fat blobs uh, that we have here in the offices, you know, the more fat and so forth we have on our body, the more weight we typically have, et cetera, but the more lean body mass we have, you know, the more, where am I going with this? I have no idea. Let me, let's, refer, let's rephrase. All right. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I'm struggling. So here's, why BMI, here's why BMI sucks. Yeah, so B, BMI is bad. He'll explain. BMI is height versus weight for your, <laughs> That's age, what I was for your for. age. That's all it is. Height versus weight for your age. Yeah. That, that. So, for some people uh, in the population that have never worked out, they're mm. very overweight. It's an important number and it's an easy number to see how unhealthy you are. And that's good for those people that can be eye opening. That can be a way to, you know, be able to facilitate the conversation with a doctor that like, Hey, it's time to do something about this. Like, you know, we're really hanging out in this very unhealthy range here, but if you work out, if you lift weights, uh, if you have any type of muscle mass on your body, if your body fat percentage is in a relatively healthy range, um, BMI is going to be worthless because, again, it is just height versus weight. There is no determining what that weight is made up of. Um, and as we know, for many, many reasons, muscle is going to be a much more healthy uh, body tissue than body fat is. Uh, we still need some body fat, obviously, but in general, the more muscle you're made up of versus body fat, you're going to be in a healthier spot. Um, however, BMI doesn't look at it that way. No. Uh, it's just how much you weigh versus how tall you are for your age. Um, 
So it's worthless. So that's why, you know, when we do the, the evolt scans, that's why we focus so much on body fat percentage. That's why we focus a lot on uh, BWI, which is a bio wellness uh, index score. So BWI versus BMI, because it does take into account your body fat percentage, your visceral fat levels, all these different things. Yeah. Uh, waist to hip ratio. I know. Something yeah. Waist to hip so. ratio. And like, um, you know, with BWI, it's looking at the ratio of lean body mass versus your fat mass. And that takes on a direct indicator as well, you know, so that's extremely helpful. The more lean body mass you have in comparison to fat mass, you know, in general standing, like you're healthier and that's just the way that it kind of is. And then obviously waist to hip ratio, which I talked about that when we recorded this the last time. Sounded, you know, it was a damn good answer too. Yeah. Like in Western medicine, you know, it's becoming more and more well-known that BMI is kind of a skewed thing and it doesn't directly um, affect as many people as they would hope for it to anymore. Um, so a lot of doctors are beginning to switch over to, uh, waist to hip ratio as a means of being able to look to see if people are healthy or not. Uh, waist to hip ratio is obviously looking at the, um, circumference of your waist versus your hips. And it's looking at how the body is displacing its fat. Um, it, the body begins to displace fat on the lower half of your body first, but the moment that the body begins to displace fat on your upper portion of the body, that's typically when they start to see all of the health issues start to arise in people. So, um, it's a very interesting way, but it's also, um, a much more, um, precise way for pe for doctors to look at, um, the health of somebody. So that's another means that you could always dis discuss with your doctor is like, well, what does waist to hip ratio show versus BMI, you know, cause again, BMI is just skewed. Ryan and I have both been either obese or overweight on BMI for years. And right uh, now that might be accurate, <laughs> but in the past, in the, it was not in the past, I mean, yeah, like even at the best shape that I was ever at, like I'm five foot, like eight and a half, five foot nine ish, something like that. But like, I've been 190, 195 pounds at that height. Like that, on the BMI chart, I'm, I'm overweight, you know? So it's like, it is what it is kind of thing. So. Yeah. I peaked at a stout to 35 uh, and was on the fringe of morbidly obese. Uh, so, I was at one point. That was, that was, the I did. I ever came now. Uh, I'm a sloppy two ten. When I, on a good day. I did hit morbidly obese once Damn. after my shoulder surgery, I peaked at 240 out of shape yeah. at five foot nine. Oh, yeah. not, not a good, yeah. not a good place to be. You don't want that. So anyway, BMI stinks. Yeah. BMI is done. Uh, if you're listening to this show, BMI is worthless to you most likely because you are a genius and you take all of our advice and you lift weights. So, uh, BMI junk. And if somebody wants to argue that I kind of do want to see an argument on that. I don't think anybody does. I think it's kind of yeah. generally known at this point. Yeah, I think so stinks. too, but. I just kind of like Planet Fitness, you know. Everybody, everybody <laughs> kind of knows it stinks at this point. You know, it's it's out True. there enough that it that it stinks. So moving on, I think we got one more uh, that we're gonna try to bang out here because we are <laughs> on the clock. Tyler has to train somebody. I gotta get the katanning. Yeah, that's uh, it. So we're gonna knock this one out. So right. bring us home. Last one here. Last thing. This was one that I found that I I thought would be a really good question for us to kind of discuss on which is discussing the pain spectrum, um, or at least that's what I'm calling it. Uh, and that's kind of looking at the different sides of how people interpret um, working out and, and, you know, the outcome of workouts and so forth like that. So 
when we look at this, we kind of look at the people who are too afraid to train because they, they're afraid to sweat, afraid to, you know, be sore, afraid to, you know, really kind of push themselves. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we're looking at the people who are kind of chasing after pain as a form of gratification and so forth, like no pain, no gain. If I'm not wobbling out of the gym, you know, after leg day, it wasn't a good leg day and things like that. And how those two things are kind of, um, hurting, you know, your progress essentially, uh, when, when it comes down to it. So I'll, I'll kind of dive in on the, the first side, which is the beginners or people being afraid of, um, you know, pain and so forth. And then, uh, you can take the other half of it. Um, so when it comes to like working out and, you know, doing these types of things, it's a new thing for a lot of people. And that comes with new feelings that we end up having. Um, you know, we've had a couple of different people where we start going, we start doing an exercise and they get, you know, eight, nine, <laughs> 10 reps in, and then they kind of like freak out a little bit because their muscles begin to kind of burn a little bit. And that's just kind of like a little bit of a sensation that's just saying like, Hey, you're working your muscles and so forth. But to some people that's terrifying to them. And that is like, they're afraid that that's hurting them, that it's going to like cause problems and all sorts of different things. So along this, you know, left side of the spectrum, we'll say, um, we have to understand that you do have to kind of get into these uncomfortable discomfort type of feelings, this burning sensation, you know, the fatigue aspect of things, but you also have to really understand the differences between things that are sore and whatnot versus things that are like actually painful and hurt. Um, you know, they're two very different things and it gets misconstrued quite often. You know, burning sensation is not pain. It's not hurt. Um, you know, there's a big difference there. So something that's sharp, you know, dull, achy, you know, you hear a pop, you know, and then you feel pain like that's that's an injury. That's hurt. That's painful, <clears throat> you know, feeling fatigue and, and a burning sensation and just kind of like tired and whatnot. Like that's not anything that's going to cause you any severe problems. Soreness is not injury. It's you working the muscles. And for people who aren't used to it, it's going to be hard because your body is having to adapt to the fact that you haven't done this in who knows how long. So being mindful about, you know, navigating the path of, is it actually, you know, an injury or a problem or something that's hurting me? Or is this just like a challenge and it's kind of, you know, I'm going to be sore and, you know, I feel the burn a little bit and things like that. So that's the, uh, we're going to call left side of the spectrum in terms of, uh, you gotta be careful of, with that left. And right. I know. I realized that after I said it, get, uh, we'll go up, uh, upper, or... upper side of the spectrum is Coming right off of uh, voting day there. You yeah. Know, you can't be going left and right. Upper side of the spectrum is, uh, you know, needing to navigate pain appropriately. There we go. Uh, shout out gas, gas prices, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, yeah. So like Tyler was saying, when it comes to this kind of a topic, everybody kind of splits off. Yeah. Um, Two camps. Yeah. Everybody's either, you know, what Tyler was just describing or <laughs> as soon as it gets difficult, as soon as they start to feel, you know, their muscles working, as soon as they start beating a little bit of sweat, they're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. 
Um, the other side, the other extreme is uh, the people that if they're not sore, if they're not laying on the ground, if they're not puking, then like the workout was worthless. Like it wasn't a good workout if they're not experiencing those things. Uh, and much like anything else, which I think we've come to describe pretty well on uh, this podcast is where you want to be is in the middle. You know, the, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Uh, between two two sides of the story right so if you do have that group that's like as soon as it gets tough as soon as it burns as soon as they sweat as soon as it's a struggle they they tap out then you got that like hardcore like run themselves into the ground if i'm not crippled sore going down the steps on my butt the next day then it was a worthless workout we want to be in the middle of that so we want it to not obviously tap out i mean you know was, we get that all the time i don't like to sweat or oh it's burning i need tough shit you know, yeah. it's just how it is. Like if it was, if it was easy to do, everybody would look like they should be on the mag uh, on a cover of a magazine. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's not easy. It is difficult. You do need to struggle a little bit and you need to push yourself through that and you need to keep going and you need to sweat and you need to burn and you need to feel and you need to be sore at the beginning. And it just is what it is. And um, if, if you're looking to avoid that, and and reach your goals and get results then you're delusional and um Good luck. yeah you're of course everybody would want to want that yeah right like that's weird um like everybody would obviously want to just be jacked and ripped and look great and feel great without putting any effort in uh, but that's not how life is uh or how anything really works yeah not unless you win the lottery or something i don't know but yeah anyway so that's not how that works so you need to push yourself you need to struggle you need to uh give effort you need to be sore at times when you're first starting out um you don't need to overdo it but uh, and then the other side is like you don't need to run yourself into the ground so much that we're kind of going back to our answer on the how to gain muscle question which is to the point where you can't recover from it if you're consistently yeah. going to the to the 10 you know like where it's it's like it's like one of those meters in the stadium when they're like oh, let's yeah. get loud and yeah. then like it gets the red and it's like it's red it's red holy shit it's red and then like it blows up right yeah if you're constantly going to that point every single workout every single day um you know there comes a point where your body can't sustain that and your nervous system we've talked a lot about that and recovery and uh, you're just asking for injury or as you like make adaptations through building fitness that becomes harder and harder and harder to do yeah. it becomes harder to push yourself to that point where you feel that way or your heart rate gets as high or you're as sore the next day like it just becomes harder because you're getting more fit which is really the goal at the end of the day so if you're constantly chasing that as a measure of a good workout you are going to be disappointed like either that or you're just gonna have to like run into a brick wall every time to like be sore the next day or something. That so does not sound fun. Right. So you got to be somewhere in the middle. Like you can't be a wimp. You can't tap out as soon as like, Oh, it burns a little bit like, eh, or whatever. Like you, you got to keep going, but uh, you don't need to like bury yourself for four hours either to like, like Tyler said at the beginning, be like, eh, no pain, no gain, brother. I'm going to war. Like whatever. No, it's not about that either. It's about again, stimulating, not annihilating, most of most of results are going to come from nutrition. We just need to do enough in the gym to, you know, keep the muscle getting stronger, getting bigger, keep the heart ticking, keep the lungs going, uh, and, and make some progress. But in terms of, you know, 
building a ton of muscle or losing body fat, it's going to come down to nutrition. So yeah, I, going um, into that, uh, the one thing I think about real quick is uh, a quote I hear from one of the dudes that on a podcast I listen to, which is the goal of fitness is to do the least amount of work to elicit the most amount of change. Like you, reality is like, you don't really want to be doing that much work. You just want to do enough work to get change and adaptation. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's training economy. And we've talked about that a lot. It's being as efficient as possible. It's always leaving yourself somewhere else to go. Once you do improve your fitness or your strength or whatever, we've talked about that before with like how to program workouts and all that stuff. Like if you're coming out of the gate, the first month of working out and you're doing every exercise in the world, you're using every piece of equipment in the world, you're putting chains on, you're putting bands on, you're sprinting, you're jumping, you're doing like, you're doing everything in the world, these high level things. If you continue to do those, your body's going to get better at doing those and it's going to get more efficient at doing those. And then you have nowhere left to go to continue to challenge yourself. So it's all about doing the basics, getting the most out of the least, like Tyler said, and then just slowly, uh, you know, challenging yourself a little bit more so that you can make progress over the long run. Because again, like we've talked about, there's no finish line. So you're hurrying up to get nowhere. Um, and that's not sustainable. So don't be a wimp. Don't be a hard ass. Basically be in the middle, <laughs> be in the middle, basically what it comes down be to in the middle, get in there, work out a couple times a week, lift some weights, do a little bit of cardio, uh, do some mobility, eat healthy, keep it moving, go, go golf or something, go, go, oh, go do something else. So, um, speaking of, we've been out there, we've been out there golfing, man. Oh, yeah. we, we've been having the time of our lives out there at the old birds. Foot. You had one of the, your best rounds uh, ever yep. last week. I was, I was, uh, left a lot on the green with the putter too, but the yeah. driver and the seven iron were on point. Uh, Dom's getting out there this weekend. Speaking of, if you haven't, uh, make sure you register if you're in Katanning to win a spot in our foursome for the upcoming Armstrong School District Foundation 16th Annual Golf Outing at Katanning Country Club, I believe. Uh, we're giving away three spots <laughs> in our foursome. Pull. I think I got it, though. Uh, giving away three spots in our foursome to golf <laughs> with Big Dom. Dom seems like when he golfs, just with the name Dom, he'd have like one of those Kangol hats on. <laughs> And some big checkered shorts. It just feels like. But anyway, you can go golf with Dom for free. Get dinner after the whole deal. Uh, all you have to do is go in to either your email or the Facebook uh, group for the members out there and, and register to win. That gets you an entry. If you refer some people, that gets you five more entries and really increases your chances of winning. Uh, I think we're going to pick a winner next Friday, the 27th, I believe. Um, so get in on that. Get in on the uh, summer youth programs as well. Uh, also registration is going to close on the 27th for that. That's going to start the week of June 6th. Um, we got some options for younger kids all the way up to like eighth grade. And then we have another option for high school kids, a little more strength-based. Uh, and then we do have one-on-one -on -one options as well. If your kids, uh, you know, the next big thing and you want them to do that, that's cool too. Um, uh, <laughs> if they'd rather do some one-on-one -on -one sports specific stuff, that is an option. Uh, that's all going to be with John, who is a beast at that stuff. He, he does that for Fox Chapel School District. Uh, he's been doing that for a long time. So make sure you get registered for that. Uh, make sure you get registered to win a uh, spot in the foursome for the, the golf outing. I got two weeks to go till Ironman Virginia. Oh, man. I can't it does wait. have a cooler name. It's like Blue Ridge or something. I don't know. It's got a cool name, but it's Ironman Virginia. Uh, I'm not ready for it. So stay tuned. See how that goes. Uh, and we'll see you next week. See you.